Well, let's come around the word. And uh, I want to declare to you again, peace to you, peace to your household, peace to your family, peace to your nation and peace to the nation that you come from. We're addressing the issue of uh, not drifting in isolation, but thriving through isolation. And last week I spoke to you about uh, many things, uh, one of them being Noah. And I taught you the, the principles <coughs> of, of Noah. Because we know during uh, isolation, people are affected psychologically, emotionally, physically. And people come under great uh, testing. And I do believe our faith is being tested and, and therefore, we want you to take heart and, and have peace. You know, in times like this, there's always been similar times like this. Albeit, not every generation's faced these times, but generations have faced these times at some point in their history. And, um, you know, as I, was, as I was praying this week, I felt the Lord give me an apostolic charge to give to you as a house. And I wanted to... In, uh, instruct you as, as a body of believers to incline your ear to what the Spirit of God is saying in this moment. It's so important that you listen to what God is saying to you in this moment and your household because there are voices being spoken, there are opinions being heard, there are perceptions and projections. You turn Sky News on and there's a projection and there's a forecast every day and everything is suggested and everything is a perception because nobody knows the real truth, because not, no one in this generation has ever faced it. And everyone's using another nation to perhaps interpret what's happening in their nation and how long it will last for. <clears throat> but the reality is no one really knows. But there's one who does know. And there's one whose voice needs to be heard in this moment. So I want, I want to encourage you to incline your ear this morning as you listen to what God is saying. The green light comes from heaven and it says this. Listen to my voice in this time, because in this time, there are many voices trying to lead the people of God astray. Heed the warning that comes from heaven at this time. And that warning is, do not adopt a survival mentality. You were never born to survive. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. If you've got the way and the life, you don't have to survive. And you've got the truth, I should say. You don't have to survive. People survive when they don't know the way, when they haven't got much life. But you haven't got, you're not, just a, you're not one of those people. You have got the fullness of God inside of you. So you don't have to survive. You can actually thrive. But you do have to preserve your mentality. Thinking in this season is so, so key. How you think and what you think on will then determine whether you drift or and shift or whether you thrive and rise above and it's an attitude that you and I must have and develop and we must adopt at this time you know you must rise and I must rise above every limitation circumstance and containment that's trying to test your faith and, and rub your faith and I want to say this to you be very very careful that in your isolation that your home does not become a prison cell and what I mean by that is your mind, if you feel you're being oppressed, suppressed because of this lockdown, you will feel and interpret your home as being a prison cell when your home is a place for you to thrive. It's a place for you to thrive. So in this moment of lockdown, 
I don't want you to drift back. I don't want you to shift in your thoughts. I don't want you to get isolated. Yes, I know you can't meet all the people that you would normally meet and all those things that's good for us psychologically, emotionally, all those things. However, for goodness sake, it's not the end of the world. We can thrive in this midst. You know, there's a scripture that uh, I used last week. I'm just looking for it here. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll come back to it in a minute. Last week I spoke to us about the ark and how when the, when the tide of uh, destruction came on the earth, everything was washed away. Just like COVID-19 is covering the earth right now and everyone's being affected. But yet this one family, Noah and his family, were protected because of what God found inside their household. And he found the righteousness of God inside of them. And I said to you last week that the waters, watch this, the waters that was killing everybody and sweeping everybody away on the earth was, not, was the same waters that was lifting the ark up and preserving the life of the ark. COVID-19 may be destroying many people's lives, but I tell you and declare you in the name of Jesus, it does not have to destroy your life. This can be the very thing that causes your faith to rise above the mountains and mountaintops. Amen. The other thing we learned about Noah's life last, last week was when all the animals on the earth was destroyed, when every, all the families on the earth were destroyed, when everything on planet earth was destroyed, there was one creature that survived other than Noah and his family. It was the fish. Why did the fish survive? Because the fish was found in its natural environment. Fish didn't care how much water was on the earth. Fish didn't care. Why? Because that's its natural place. That's where God created the fish to swim in waters. So you and I can be in our natural habitat during this time. Amen? And the Bible tells us whatever, I found the scripture now, it's right in front of me. Whatever, Paul says to the Philippian church, whatever happens, whatever happens, whatever happens, Conduct yourself in a worthy manner that if I only hear about you in my absence, I know you stand strong contending for the faith as one gospel. This week I had a beautiful report from one of our our leaders. And uh, they told me of the very things that we as a church are are doing right now. And they gave me an update of the condition of of the flock. And uh, it really thrilled me, and I I showed it, uh, Pastor Carol, and and I said, this really has encouraged me to see how the people are rising in the midst of this, in the midst of this absence. And this this report uh, outlined, uh, we've contacted these people, we've spoke to them, and they're doing well, and he's doing this, and she's doing that, and they're talking to them, and these, these, and the, the reports that came back, it really thrilled my heart to see that some of you, arising in the midst of this and that this word is actually reaching your hearts and that you're doing something with it as a, as a pastor and as a leadership, that is a great joy. So I applaud those who are rising in this moment. And thank you for that report. And uh, keep sending reports like this because it, 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 it really does help us to know how to pray for you. It really does help us know what, what ministry we, uh, needs are out there and how we can minister and help the, the people of God at this time. 
And it just shows me that there are some people uh, through this word who are determined to take this word and they're not drifting. They're not shifting. In fact, they're thriving. But that's not everyone. I know that. And it's for you who feel weak at this time. I'm speaking to you. I'm looking right down the camera. And uh, I'm looking right to you this morning. If you're tuning in to me, this word is to strengthen your heart. I know that as I speak to, to, to the congregation this morning, I speak to a variety of different spiritual needs and I speak to a variety of spirituality, I should say. I speak, uh, <clears throat> I'm speaking to brothers and sisters this morning who love the Lord. These are what the Bible calls the beloved saints. I'm speaking to the church attender, the one who comes regular. I'm speaking to the casual, the infrequent church attender. The casual, the word casual says it all. We see you today. We don't see you for another three or four weeks. But I'm speaking to you. You may be tuning in this morning and we thank God you are tuning in. We love you and we want you to hear and feed off God's word. I'm also speaking to spiritual sons and daughters, those who are rising in the faith, those who are being productive with what they're given, those who take seriously what God is doing in the house and take seriously what the word is coming to them, those who heed and those who are rising in the midst. To those I speak to them because right now our church is rising as a result of those people. Thank God for those people. The sons and daughters carry the affection of the pastor's heart and the leadership's heart and the concerns. And that's why they gave me this report. I'm letting you know, pastor, this is what we're doing. This is what you've told us to do. This is how what we're doing. And it thrills me to see that people can take instructions and follow them through. And uh, it's a beautiful thing to see. And I'm also, I'm speaking to the listener, the one who just sits and listens but does nothing. Well, even today, you can change. So despite this array of people, <laughs> uh, it's my personal pleasure, I want to use that word, my pleasure, and I want you to know my attitude this morning towards you, the people of the Dream Center. So if you have your Bibles, go to 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 14. That's 2 Timothy 3 verse 14. Give you time to reach your, find your Bibles, turn your phones on or whatever it is your preferred modem of uh, reading. And Timothy has a, has a, has a word for us. Remember, we're talking about drifting and shifting and thriving, not surviving. Timothy says this. Now, this is Paul writing to his apostolic son. So you've got to see it in the terms of a father writing to his son. So 2 Timothy 3.14 says, But as for you, we have to define who the you is. So if I'm speaking to you this morning, you're the you. You're the receiver. But as for you, continue in what you have learned. And have become convinced of. Because you know those from whom you've learned it. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. And he's one of my favourite scriptures. All scripture, all scripture from, back to the, uh, from front to the end. All scripture is God breathed and it's useful for teaching. I would say it's more than useful, it's essential. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. The same righteousness that God found in Noah, it's the same righteousness that God's looking for you, uh, from in you and me. 
So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped. Here we go. So that the men of God, the women of God, the congregation of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work in the presence of God, of Jesus Christ. Wow. Who will judge the living and the dead in the view of his appearing and his kingdom. And then the apostolic charge is given. Watch this. I give you this charge. Watch this. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Preach the word. One dimension. Preach the word in season and out of season. Then he says, correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Now, I try to do that as best I can with careful instruction and with much patience. Watch this. For the time will come. There is a time that is coming, and I believe is upon us, when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, in other words, an alternative. They'll, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. What they want to hear, not what they need to hear, not what they should hear, what they should listen to, but what they want to hear. So they've changed the diet in a specific time. So all of a sudden, these are the company that are beginning to drift and shift because of the time and the circumstance. Let's go around. He said, and they'll turn their ears away from the truth and turn to all myths. But you, but you, but you. Say to the person at the side of you, there's someone at the side of you, look at them and say, but you, he's talking to you. Keep your head in all situations. Okay, then he says, endure hardship. And that's what we're doing right now. We're enduring a time and a period of hardship, albeit it's hardship. That is a term and a context that that can be played around and debated with. For some, it's not really hard. For others, it's really hard. I understand that. He said, "Keep, um, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. In other words, keep speaking the word. Be the light. Be the troop in the boots. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Right now, as I'm speaking to you, this is coming to you because of other people's skills that's allowed me this platform to sit here and speak to you. I thank God for our media team. Because our media team, and and I say the media team, PA, media, all that. I thank those guys. When you were sat at home, they were spending their evenings learning how to work media so that we could make transmissions and broadcasts like this. When you, what you take for granted, others have seen as a priority. And you can never take, you must never take as a, a casual what somebody else sees as a priority. We saw media as a priority, and we do see media as a priority, and we're looking to invest all the time. Why? Because we, we are realizing that we are coming into a time when these guys who have, have uh, sacrificed their time, their skills now are being used behind the scenes so that I can sit here and speak to you. And, we, and many churches can't do this. I was only talking to a pastor this week, and many churches have had to go back. Would you believe this? They've had to go back to writing letters to their congregation. 
Why? Because much of the congregation is over, over 60 years of age and they don't know technology and they don't use technology. So they've had to go back to all being writing letters to one another. And they are doing that, thank goodness. And it's encouraging people. What, what am I saying? They're using whatever technology they've got, no matter how old it is. But thank God we've got a technology that as I look down a lens to you today, I, there's no, bar, uh, no barriers. And I thank God for, for our team. So I want you to pray for our team that God gives them uh, wisdom and insight so that we can make this production even better. Now, when you're praying for them, also pray for me because at the, end of the, at the other side of the camera is this face. And uh, I'm only as good as the technology allows me to be. But he says, you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all your duties. I'm coming back to that because this ministry is our duty. You have a duty, I have a duty. And this is me discharging what is my responsibility and the PA guys, this is them discharging their responsibility. Now I bring this to you, now you discharge your responsibility of doing something with this word. He says, uh, for I'm, ready be, I'm already being poured out like a drink offering and the time has come for my departure. Now that's a very, very serious statement that Paul's making. There's a time coming, he says, for my departure. Now let me just pick up some points from this scripture. Continuation was the first and primary thought in Paul's mind. He writes this letter to a son In order, son, if I'm here and I'm not there, you must continue. This is not an option. We've invested too much. Paul says, I've invested too much into you, Timothy. I've laid my hands on you. I've prophesied over you. I've ministered to your family. And now I need you to continue whether I'm here or I'm not. Folks, we've laid hands on many of you. We've preached to many of you. We've visited, we've prayed, we've cared. We've done all kinds of things to keep you on your feet. And that has been a joy of ours because that's, the, that's us discharging our duties of the ministry. And right now we've got leaders in the church who's making sure that all the congregation is, is kept in good shape. And we have ways and means of doing that. And everyone must play their part, don't, not just them. And... Why? Because we have planned for continuation. Why? We have planned for thrive, not surviving. You see, the greatest food you can eat in this time is the word of God, because it's the word of God that's going to lift your faith above. You see, you can have food at home and you can be eating, but you can be depressed and you can have no hope. But when you have this food, it helps you to rise above the mountain, just like uh, Noah and his family did. So continuation should be the first thing in your mind. Do not, do not shrink back, do not settle, but thrive. The second thing is, continue in what you have learned was what Paul told Timothy. Continue in what you have learned. So the question is, what have you learned? What have you learned? In moments like this, if everything is, what you've learned is thrown to one side because of a perceived limitation or a perceived lockdown, and you throw everything to one side, then what you have learned has never been of any value to you. Has never been any value to you. So what you've learned and what have you been instructed in? So what you've learned is knowledge, is what you've acquired, but what you've instructed in is a different issue because what you've been instructed in is a command. And now it determines whether you'll be obedient in this time. 
Because this shows whether you can adhere to the chain of command when the command is not in your, in, in your eye line or in your ear gate. Can you hold to the principles and the instructions that God has given us in my absence or the leadership's absence? You know, they say about integrity. Integrity is that which you do when no one's looking. Hmm. Think about that for a second. What are you doing while no one's looking? What are you watching while no one's looking? What are you listening to while no one's looking? All these things are now coming to bear. They're now becoming uh, key things right now in your life. So he says, continue what you've learned and have been instructed in. You see, because if you can continue... What you continue in determines the strength you have and what can come to you. If you don't continue, God can't supply and God can't keep bringing things to your life if you don't continue. The next thing Paul pulls out in this uh, point he makes in this message here is, he says, be convinced. Timothy, be convinced of the things that you were taught. I want you, to, know, I want you to, to challenge you, I should say. What are you being convinced about in this season? Are you convinced that you're going to die? Are you convinced that you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna lose your loved ones? Are you convinced that it's going to go on forever and ever and ever? Is that, is that what you're convinced of? Who, who's, allowed, who's allowed that thinking to come into your mind? Are you convinced that you're going to lose your job after this? Are you convinced that you're going to get swept away? These are all thoughts that are trying to rest on people. And these are all the thoughts that even the body of Christ is going to have to fight. I'm convinced that he is able to keep me from falling. That's what I'm convinced of. Now unto him, the Bible says, who is able to keep me from falling. I'm convinced in that God and so should you. I'm convinced. Amen. The next thing he says to, to uh, Tim, uh, Paul says to Timothy is this: He says, uh, "I want to give you this apostolic charge. Why? Because my words to you are more important, Timothy, to what you may be thinking about yourself right now." Paul was very clear. He gave him a word to think to think about. He gave him an instruction to follow. He gave him a teacher he could look up to. All things that Timothy needed to survive was given to him through his connection to Paul. Everything that you need for life and godliness has been given to you because of your connection to Jesus Christ. The understanding you need, the teaching you need, the wisdom you need has been supplied to you through this leadership. Oh, we're not saying we're the only knowledgeable people out there. We're not saying we're the smartest people out there. What I'm saying is... Everything's been given so that you could thrive. And God has supplied you the teachers that you need so you can get the job done. Amen? So, one thing I want you to see in this, this letter here is there was a very, very high probability that this was the last time Timothy was ever going to see Paul. Now just think about that for a minute. If this COVID-19 was the last time you were ever going to see some of your brothers and sisters again. 
What do you think you might need to do? What do you think you might need to do? Just let that thought stick in your mind. None of us know how people think, live, act. But just let that thought, if this was the last moment for you to go and see some of your brothers and sisters, what do you think you might need to say to some of them? What actions would you like to consider doing in order that your last moment with these people could be the defining point? I'm going to let you think about that. So, the command of the apostolic, uh, the, the apostolic charge given to Timothy from a father to a spiritual son. I said to you this, uh, at the outset of this message, I'm speaking to an array of spiritual uh, people from weak to strong. And, but Paul was very defined in who he was writing this letter to. He was writing from, as a father to a son. This morning I'm speaking as a pastor through a lens, knowing that this word is going beyond this camera and it's going to rest on many people's uh, minds and hearts. It's going to go into different homes. You'll determine your connection with me and this leadership. That's for you to determine. My job is to, dispu- is to disperse my duties and uh, whether I'm in season or out of season. And the likelihood that there was a high probability that this letter could have been the last letter, last letter sorry, that Timothy may have ever read or received. And this could be the last transmission, you know, let's just uh, hypothetically say this could be the last uh, transmission that some of you will ever read. Let's just say it was. What, were you gonna, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? How, is this letter going to be the... The last thing you do, you're going to switch the machine off or you're going to rise and do something with these words. And uh, I'm, I'm certainly not trying to put any doubt or fear. fear. I'm just playing with the scenario that there's, a, there's always a moment of the last time. We're not always conscious of what is the last time. You have a conversation with someone and then you never see them again and you think, wow, last time I saw them was five years ago, seven years ago, ten years ago and time just goes ahead and you don't even think about that person and that's the problem, we drift and that's the very issue. But one of the things I see from this uh, charge that Timothy was, was receiving was this, is Timothy had ultimately received the impartation of apostolic grace from, from Paul. And it's only absence that really shows us what's been built. Last week I talked about the structures and that people build. And when you take those structures away, it reveals what's been built or what hasn't been built. And people use church for so many, many things. And we, we, we polarize around a church life as a substitute for having no Christ life. The church can never substitute Christ The church can only enhance what Christ and what life of Christ is already in you. If there is no life in you, then there's nothing we do that's going to add anything to you. So the first thing you have to see is that we don't ask you to come to church and to prove that you're a Christian. If that's what you think, you stay at home. What we do is we ask you to come to church because because you tell us, you're born again. If you're born again, then we have the right then to hold you to an expectation 
as, as laid down in Scripture, just as you have the right to hold us. And that's how we know our fellowship is with one another, because we see the same life appearing in you that's appearing in us. And this is, confirms that the Holy Spirit is in both of us. So continuation is a key, key thing in, the, in this season, because what flows out of you and flows out of me is the result of us being together. And uh, the thing is this, I know right now as I'm speaking to you, this word to some is coming in season. You know, uh, the other week I had a phone call from somebody who says to me, oh, the message pastor has blessed me so much. The, the message, keep speaking the message because it's doing me good. Now that's a word, when, I, when a pastor hears this word, that's a word that's in season. Now, it didn't mean to say I wasn't in season. I'm in season. So the word coming to you will either find a season or a, a, a not a season. My role here is to be prepared for whatever season is found in you. So some people are not in season. Others are in season. However, I can't play to the gallery. I have to be in season and bring the word that is seasoned from heaven. So when I speak it, my role is to speak the word and sow the word. The results is not my business. I'm not in the results business. I'm in the building people business and sowing business. That is my father's business. He's into the results. He gives me everything I need. I use his name. I use his word. He tells me what to do, how to do it. And the results then manifest the way they, they manifest. So you hearing the word this morning, you think, well, that was a waste of time. I don't know why I spent my time. I could have been watching uh, songs of praise. Lord help you if that's the case. For others, they say, oh, I thank God that the word is still coming to me. And that this morning, me and my family are so blessed that the words come to us. Whatever season. This season, this side of the camera has to be fruitful and on point. Why? Because I cannot drift or shift. Because I understand my responsibility. Because I've been given the charge from heaven to keep on preaching the word. Let's see. What, let's go back to that scripture again. What did he say to Timothy? Let's just read that scripture so it's clear in my mind. Uh, continue in what you have learned. I continue to the best of my heart to, to keep on doing what I've learned and I'm convinced of. I'm convinced that the word I preach is the word you need. Oh yeah, I'm definitely convinced that the word I preach is the word you need. I'm convinced that the, when heaven speaks, it's heaven who's speaking. I'm convinced that whether it hurts or it feels good, it's still the right word. I'm convinced of so many things. That's why I keep on doing what I'm doing. And that's why our voice, can, our voice cannot be snuffed out. Our voice must be continuous. It must be clean. It must be clear. So that when it comes to you on the other side of the camera, there is no contamination attached to it. We haven't got it off the internet. We didn't get it out of a book. We got it from heaven. Not to say that books are not useful. Not to say that you can't learn things from the internet. I'm saying the, the food, the kitchen that's open today, I did not go to Morrison's and Sainsbury's and Alde to get this food. I went into the storeroom of heaven to get it. Amen? So be confident and convinced that the word coming to you is of uh, good origin. And then we see the charge given to Timothy was to fo give focus to his responsibilities. In other words, discharge, 
impart with strength, accuracy, clarity. Now, we've all been given responsibilities. Your first responsibility is not to drift or shift. Your first charge given to you from heaven is to thrive. How do you thrive? Feed on this word. Amen. Feed on this word. We each have a duty and our duty is to first of all is to the Lord, to our family, to the body of Christ. We serve one another. The Bible says that they love their lives not unto death. In other words, themselves were not the priority. So much right now, and I understand it to some degree, the emphasis is stay at home, take care of yourself, save the NHS, and sentiments and instructions we must all do. However, from your home, from your home in your place of safety, pick up the phone, pick up your iPad, pick up whatever technology you have, and call other people beyond your immediate family. Don't just look at the family, your children, albeit you've got to make sure your family's safe. I'm talking about beyond your family. Beyond your family. Inquire of somebody you've never spoke to before. This is a great time to go to, to speak and, and to make your heart known and say, I'm praying for you. Is there anything I can pray for you about? And find out. This is a great time. You know what would be really sad is to hear when all this has been finished and COVID's lifted and we're back to, together and say to you, who did you call during that time? And you didn't call anybody. Who called you? Did anyone call you? Uh, no one called me. And you, use, and you think because no one's calling you, that's the justification for you not to call somebody else. And you're waiting for somebody else to do something before you do something. Be an initiator. Be a catalyst, not a responder. And now if someone does call you, you respond. Now this morning, I'm calling you. I brought our media team here so that we could connect to you, so we could speak to you. So we're calling to you. So as Adele would sing, hello from the other side. And we're asking you to rise up and, and speak to other people. And my last point, my last point, that you must not, I'm trying to read what I've put on my pad here, your primary responsibility is for you to remain on point and remain in season so that when you speak or that when you take action, whether it's in season or out of season, the fruit will remain. You know, we plant in all kinds of seasons. We sow in all kinds of seasons. I want you to see, come in, come closer. I want you to see your life as being seed. Now think of you, think of this for a second. Your life is seed. See you as being seed. That whatever, wherever you go, Whenever you speak to somebody, you have the ability to sow and impart. Now, just think of that for a second. Your words are seeds. Your actions are seeds. Now, now think of it. You're going to pick the phone up and you're going to go and sow. Now, what you're going to sow is up to you. Are you going to sow frustration? Are you going to sow anger? Are you going to sow despondency? You pick up the phone and someone's worried at the other end. What are you going to say to them? What are you going to sow down that line? You're going to sow peace. Peace to you. Because that's the first words I used when I opened up scripture to you this morning. I declared peace to you. So the first thing you need to declare when you pick up the phone is peace to you. May the peace of the Lord fill your house at this time. And may everyone inside your house come in and under the umbrella of peace. So you, so you sow peace at this time. The next thing you're going to sow, you're going to sow interest, a genuine interest to listen to somebody else. 
The next thing you're going you're gonna to sow is you're going to show that you're concerned and then you're going, when you show them that you're concerned, you're going to sow wisdom and understanding and knowledge. You're going to share a scripture. You're going to share a thought. You're going to sow these things. And you're going to trust that your words that you sowed, your actions that you've sown are in season. How will you know if it's in season? Stand back and find out. Take a look, take a step back and let time take its own course. So when I do what I did and I got that report back this week telling me, oh, pastor, thank you for preaching. And I got the other report from the other person who said to me, we're giving you an update as all the good things that's happening. All I did was sow in my season. And I let the seeds fall where they fall. Every Sunday I sow. Every time I pray or I, I lead worship, I'm sowing seeds. Why? Because I am a seed that when I sow it, I look to infect my environment. And if we're going to thrive in this season and beyond, I want you to see your life as a seed. That every time you speak, you're sowing seeds. Amen. So when we come back next time, I'm going to talk to you about the attitude of, of sowing and how to sow in this season. I'm going to show you about drifting and how drifting, actually, all drifting does is pull the seeds up we've ever, we've ever sown. So I'm going to declare to you once again, peace to you, peace to your home, peace to your family, peace to your nation and peace to the nation of this great land of ours, Great Britain. I want you to bow your heads if you will. This is probably one of my shortish uh, transmissions, so this is good. This is okay. I'm learning to speak in front of the camera, just like you're learning to listen to me through a camera. So let that grace come on both of us. So Father, right now, I declare peace to, to those who are listening, those who are watching. Father, I declare through the name of Jesus that you are Lord. You are Lord. I pray for those who are sick at this moment, those who are not feeling uh, on top form. Father, Lord, let the strength of God come into their tent and over their tent right now. I pray for those who are working on the front line, whether it be the NHS, the police, or whatever service they're working in. Father, I pray for the peace and protection to be upon the saints of God and over their lives. And I declare right now that the spirit of COVID-19 will not come near any of our people. Father, that you'll keep this house free from any infectious disease and none of our people, oh God, will be hit by this virus. Father, just like Noah and his family, I declare everyone safe in this house. Father, though the waters are rising, Father, we are the fish in the sea. We are in our environment. We're in the presence of God. We're in the word of God. We're in the thoughts of God. So Father, right now in Jesus' name, let all that has been declared come to pass in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, folks, till you hear from me again, stay safe. Do the things you've been instructed to do by the government and do the things you've been instructed to by the word of God. Amen.